800-242-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. I hope you guys are having a great summer. I'm having a fantastic summer. Done uh, going to the beach a lot and uh, here in sunny California. Uh, the weather got warmer here in July, so that's exciting. And uh, we're still doing the, the uh, radio program every week here, so tune in. Uh, every Saturday we air the program down here in San Diego on K-Praise FM 106.1 and AM 1210. And we're also on YouTube, Periscope, Facebook, uh, all the different social media outlets. So hopefully you can in, you can join us and uh, tune in to all the amazing testimonies from people all over the world who are talking about how God has changed their life. And my guest today is no different. Um, he has a, a very unique story, though. Uh, he was a new ager with lots of experiences, out-of-body experiences. He had spirits speaking to him in different languages, animal spirits connecting with them. Uh, he was involved with UFOs and, and aliens. But today he's a he's a pastor, uh, and his name is Strat Goodhue. Strat, thanks for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Okay, fantastic. Well, I'm really uh, excited about hearing your story. You know, the New Age movement is a really big deal nowadays, and so um, Pastor Stratton, you're up in Washington, is that right? Yes, Renton, just southeast of Seattle. Okay, great. Let's um, go all the way back to the beginning. So how did you get involved in the New Age movement in the first place? Well, I started having um, out-of-body experiences at about four years old, uh, where I would drift up off of my my bed when I was sleeping while I was sleeping and, and it happened every year or two. Um, and then it started happening more and more. And I learned how to control uh, my direction and learn how to fly, so to speak, out of body and travel around the world. And it, uh, that, that's mainly how I got into it. Now, what do you say to somebody? Because I'm sure some of our listeners are thinking, wow, that's pretty wild. Uh, and there's people are, that are skeptical about that sort of a thing. Uh, how do you? How would you respond to somebody who said, oh, "You must be, you know, hallucinating or something"? These couldn't be real out-of-body experiences um, that's happening. What would you say? Well, I think uh, probably the best evidence for it as being a real spiritual experience was uh, there was a radio program in Hawaii, and it was a, this gal named Alice Ann Parker, and she would interpret uh, people's dreams. And I, I called her up and. Uh, long story short, I went and visited her one night in my sleep and then called her up the next Friday night on the radio. She had a radio program, called her up on the radio program again. And and I described what her house looked like, what she was wearing. Um, and she asked me to draw the diagram of her house. And so I, she, and when I called her on the phone the second time, she, she told me, she said, you came and visited me. And I said, that's right. She said, you came into my kitchen. I said, that's right. You know, the exact experience that I had. I'd never met this woman before in my life. And so I drew a, a diagram of her house, and it was exactly accurate, um, except the dog dishes were in the wrong place, and the, uh, just about a foot away from where I drew them. And the whole image was a mirror image, but it was a custom home and very unique. So it was, uh, you know, anyway, pretty yeah. strong evidence there. Yeah. Well, now, um, is this something... Because, you know, you don't hear that kind of a thing too often. Uh, is this something that's common in the New Age movement, or is this unique to you, or what, what's the story there? Common in terms of out-of-body experiences? Yeah, do a, are a lot of people able to travel around the world uh, like you were doing and be and able to control these experiences that you were having, like, like you were doing? 
Um, I don't know actually on the numbers, but I know there are quite a few. There's actually people in different, uh, like in Hinduism and different, you know, mystics and different religions that claim to uh, be able to do the same thing. So it's not exclusive to the New Age movement. So what, what, I mean, you, if you, this start happened to you at four years old, this is very, um, uh, I mean, this isn't something that you're like, well, I want to get involved in the new age movement. I think I'm going to have out of body experiences. Uh, what do you credit this to? Where, where does this come from? Did your family have a background in, uh, or involvement in occult things or, or what was going on there? I don't know. I, I lived about half a block away from the beach in Hawaii, uh, on Oahu. And, um, there was a lot of people buried. Um, the Hawaiians were buried in graves near the beach in the, in the old days and, um, uh, you know, hundreds of years ago. And mm-hmm. so I, I don't know if something like that might have started it. Um, so I don't know exactly, but I got more and more involved in the New Age movement to, you know, to the things like you said, you know, having spirits speak to me in the Hawaiian language. I had you know, contacts with UFOs and got into spirits, I mean, into crystals and also an animal spirit contacted me. So it, it, I got deeper and deeper in, but I, I don't know exactly why it started. Mm. And uh, when you were getting more and more involved, you know, as you're going through these experiences, um, you're going into, you know, elementary school, junior high, high school, um, where were you at in high school? Had you fully embraced this uh, uh, idea? Uh, did you have the concept of Christianity? Were you exposed to Christianity at all? Uh, what was going on in your mind and your heart as it pertains to, you know, Christ and so forth? Well, I, as a child, my parents were divorced when I was five, and then I, uh, my father would take us to a, uh, what I would call a dead uh, religious church. Um, you know, it was religious but had no personal relationship with God sort of thing. And, and um, so I'd had little exposure in that way, but uh, to me, it wasn't real. My mother was an atheist. And um, so I decided I was an atheist and just, I didn't believe in God. And I've always been very skeptical. You know, I wouldn't believe something unless I saw it or had proof of it. Uh, but as these out of body experiences became more common uh, or more frequent, um, it, became undeniable. And um, it got to the point where several times a week, three or four times a week, I was traveling and going all over the world. And it was an amazing experience. And, and then also, um, also having like the Hawaiian spirit, uh, what seemed to be a Hawaiian spirit speaking to me, you know, Hawaiian language and describe an event that I hadn't even known had happened. And I wrote down the Hawaiian words and then I looked it up in the English Hawaiian dictionary and uh, it told me something that had happened, and, and basically a spirit that was in the house I was living in had gone up to the mountains, and I asked my uh, just asked about it to someone who would know, and they said, well, actually, um, they had come spiritually into our house and found a spirit there and invited them to go up to this place, Wainia Valley, on the other side of the island, um, where there were lots of other spirits up in the mountains there. And, and so it was, you know, these things were very uh, validating to me. Mm. And even though I was a skeptic, I, I couldn't deny the reality of the spiritual dimension. Wow, yeah, absolutely. And what about, like, your friends and, and others who you would uh, share these experiences with? How did they respond when you talked to them about these sorts of things? Probably the way 
I would have if somebody came up to me and I didn't know about them. It sounds pretty bizarre and, you know, people talking about communicating with UFOs and animal spirits and, you know, it, it sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so I didn't talk to a lot of people about it unless as I got older, there were people in the new age movement that would, you know, be sympathizers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. You know, um, the new age movement in America seems to be growing. Would you say that that that's the case? Yeah, it definitely seems to be. And I've been out of the loop with them for a long time, of course, but yeah, it seems to be coming more, um, going more mainstream. Yeah. And, and, um, from your perspective, when you started to get more involved in the new age movement, uh, what was the formalized, um, uh, what what is the formalized teachings of the new age movement? I mean, what about it would cause you to be, uh, you know, designated as somebody who is a part of the new age movement? Um, if, if somebody were to ask you that, you know, you, we know what a Hindu is. We know what a Mormon is. What is somebody who believes in the new age movement? In the in new age, from my understanding, it's, it's very eclectic. You know, they'll take things from all over the place and there's, um, there's not a lot of hard and fast rules. So some people might be into crystals. Some might be into, you know, like out of body experiences or different sorts of things. And it would all fall under the new age movement. Some would say that it, uh, you know, may have you know, come somewhat from Hinduism and the whole idea of, you know, relative truth. You have your truth. I have my truth. We each have our own experiences and we can decide what our realities are and we can control and create our own realities and sort of all blended in, but it's very overlapping and hard to put it down as, you know, they believe in these seven rules or anything. Sure. Like that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you're listening today, my guest today is Strat Goodhue and he was uh, involved in the new age movement at a very young age, but ultimately he became a Christian gave his life over to Jesus Christ, and today he's planning a church in Washington. And uh, he's written three different books, How to Know the Will of God, The Place of Joy, and A Different Life. Um, all three of these books can be found on howtoknowthewillofgod.com. You can check them out. He has an amazing testimony, so stay with us. We're just getting started, and uh, we're just going to take a real, real brief quick break here, and we'll be right back. Fastlane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. Fastlanesailing.com. 619-222-0766. I will cast Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and I'm on the radio today with Strat Goodhue. Before we get back to my interview with him, my website's educateforlife.org. If you're interested in apologetics, if you want to learn more about how do we know the Bible is actually God's Word, what about the issues of creation and evolution, um, you know, who wrote the Bible, how do we know it hasn't been changed over time, or what about all the different religions in the world? How do we know that they're wrong and Christianity is true? There's so many different questions that people have that they ask about. And I have tons of radio programs um, that you can you can look in our archives with interviews from people all over the world discussing these difficult questions. 
And uh, we actually just crossed a million views over on YouTube, which is real exciting for me. So um, really cool. Lots of uh, great programs out there. Strat Goodhue, we just had our first segment, and he was talking about his growing up in Hawaii, where he um, actually talked to a Hawaiian spirit. He actually had these out-of-body experiences. Uh, he was involved in the New Age movement. And um, Strat, you were saying that uh, it's kind of hard to nail down the New Age movement. It's very um, fluid in the sense that unlike a lot of religions where there's a there's a formal belief system, it's kind of make your own religion in a sense. A lot of what's called syncretism where people are pulling beliefs from different places and kind of combining them together into what they uh, want to believe. Is that, is that correct? Yes. And the, the idea probably ties in uh, the movement really ties in well with the idea of evolution, that people are evolving. And the idea of the New Age movement is we're all progressing and evolving, not only physically, but spiritually, and that, you know, we're getting better and better and becoming a better uh, race of uh, a species of human beings, which it seems we're not. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It, I would agree. You know, evolution <laughs> tends to teach that everything goes from worse to better, but uh, the Bible teaches us that everything started out perfect and has been getting progressively worse because of sin, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, so um, question for you. You know, somebody might be, I've had students that have, that have considered getting involved in the New Age movement. They're interested in these out-of-body experiences. You know, it's, it's uh, very popular in our culture, in media, witchcraft, Wicca, um, contacting the spirits. What would you say to somebody who's who's uh, dabbling in this, uh, uh, you know, there's even Christians that are getting involved in this and they, they kind of combine aspects of Christianity with um, the new age movement. Um, is there any danger in that? Is it, is this just uh, harmless fun or is there something that, uh, w- what kind of uh, warning would you give to those getting involved? Well, I, as I said, started having spiritual experiences, the out of body experiences and, um, my spiritual experiences increased um, in the frequency over the years. And uh, it was 25 years later that I realized that the whole thing was a deception, that I had been spiritually deceived. I, I used to think I kind of got this idea that anything that's spiritual must be good, and I never really thought through it, but it just, you know, the spiritual was wonderful, and you can have great sensations and you know, experiences, and it's it's about attaining enlightenment and, and knowledge and uh, power, spiritual power, but uh, it's a self-centered road, and it's actually, as I came to learn over time, uh, interacting with demonic spirits, and it, it was amazing to me to realize, to come to the realization that I had been deceived by um, demonic spirits, demons, for 25 years of my life. And and how, I was completely deceived. And how did, you, how did you come to that knowledge that you were being deceived? And what, what kind of things were they deceiving you with? What was it that these spirits were telling you that was causing you to, um, to feel like, wow, I've really been deceived? A lot of people, I think, might hear your story and think, whoa, that's really cool. You actually were able to travel out of your body and go visit people in other places. And for some people, that might seem kind of appealing to have some sort of power um, like that. What, what, uh, what ultimately was the lie that was being told to you? Well, I found out in, in different areas of my spiritual experiences, like the out-of-body experiences, there were things that didn't line up, like with the 
um, the vision I had or, or the out-of-body experience where I was outside of that gal's house and then went into her kitchen and left and then called a radio program the next week and, you know, sent her the diagram of it, what her house looked like. The house was a mirror image. And like, if you go into someone's house, you know the difference between what's on the right and what's on the left. You, you can't make a mistake and have everything on the left be on the right. It's just, you know, impossible. You, you, it just doesn't happen that you're, you would completely flip it in your mind. And so that was a big red flag. And I, I didn't know what to make of it at the time. And so, but I just kind of filed it in, in my mind. I said, I don't know what to think of that. It's exactly accurate. But everything is flipped around. And so that was one of the, the big things that showed me um, that I was being deceived eventually when I, and I really didn't have a deep sense of peace in my life. I would meditate. I would had all these crystal thousands of dollars worth of crystals. I would, I was really into it. And even though the experience of flying in my sleep, um, it was amazing. And I did it a couple of times when I was awake, but the experience was amazing. As you can imagine, just like being able to fly, but I still didn't have a deep sense of peace or purpose in my life. There was a, there was something that was missing. And, um, and, and as I, you know, started to realize that these uh, spirits were deceptive, I had a friend, a roommate who uh, she was married to uh, uh, my business partner and she was a psychic and she would tell me things that were very accurate about things that were going on currently but when she would try to predict the future, it was kind of hit and miss. And, I, you know, that was a big difference as well. And, of course, we know in the Bible it says that if a prophet makes someone that says they're a prophet, makes one single prophecy that doesn't come true, they're a false prophet. Yeah. nothing to do with them. And in Deuteronomy 18, and, and so that was a... It was something that I saw it became very clear to me that the psychics and she really, she made some of the people on TV look like amateurs. You know, she was uh, amazingly accurate about things that were going on currently. You know, she definitely was in, in tune with spirits, but they couldn't tell the future. And there's such a radical difference with the Bible where it is just filled, you know, over a quarter of the Bible uh, is prophecy telling the future in advance. Over 2,000 prophecies have already come true exactly as they were written. It is radically different yeah. than the New Age movement or these other you know, psychics. Is that kind of what led to you writing the book, your, your first book, I believe, How to Know the Will of God, Living a Life of Knowing God's Will, Right Decision-Making, and Intimacy with God? Um, yes, it is. And I... I uh, when I and maybe one more um, note along the thing of the the spirits, um, kind of tying into a couple of your questions, I had made an offering one day to some the Hawaiian spirits. I was on driving across the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the mountain on Oahu, and excuse me, and I I stopped my car and put this offering in the in the uh, tree, um, and I went home and I thought, oh, I should put. Hawaiian rock salt on it, the spirits like that. So I went back to go uh, take some rock salt back to put with this offering. And as I drove back to the spot, I pulled my car over and I, I walked over with this Hawaiian salt and I got about 60 feet away from where I had placed the offering and the, 
the fruit and the tea leaves. And, and I started walking over toward it and I walked into what felt like was, it was like a wall of just the darkest, uh, most horrible, most evil, wicked force. I'd, I'd never imagined that such an evil entity could exist. And there I was making this offering thinking, you know, I'm pleasing the Hawaiian gods. Isn't this a, a good thing? And it was all positive. You know, the new age movement is all about positive energy. And, and so I was just, you know, had a very positive approach to it. And as I walked up to this offering, it just, I just hit it, this walked into this wall of spiritual evil. And it was just this presence. It was so real. I could just feel it. And it occurred. And I thought, is this, are these the spirits? that I've been making offerings to? Is this what the Hawaiian gods are really about? And over time, in different ways, it became so clear to me that it is absolutely different. And, you know, the, myself and other New Agers at the time, we would say, well, the Christians are very narrow-minded and they like to have their rules and put things into a narrow box. But, you know, the truth is so much bigger than that, and you don't have to be so narrow-minded. But I came to find out that the Bible is absolutely correct um, and specific on everything it says. And, you know, one of the things that when I um, asked Jesus Christ to come into my life and to forgive my sins, I felt that peace for the first time in my life that I'd never felt before. It wasn't a result of meditation. It wasn't anything I worked myself up to. It was a wholehearted experiment. I said, okay, God, I, I was listening to a Christian radio station. I felt that it was just the love of God coming through those guys on the radio. And so I just said, okay, God, if, if the Bible's true, that we're all separated from you by our sins. And Jesus, is, if he's real and came into you know, the world to die for our sins. And I, I just prayed and I said, Jesus, if you're real, come into my life and forgive my sins. And the moment I prayed that prayer, I felt a peace I had never felt before. And God, and it, was, it wasn't it was religion. Nobody talked me into it. It was Jesus Christ himself, the Spirit of God, came into my life mm. and radically changed my life. And I, I prayed about things like my out-of-body experiences. And I said, God, these things are so exhilarating, so fun. You know, if they're of you, then I pray that you would increase them. But if they're not of you, then I pray you would protect me from them. And like I said, I was having three or four a week. Um, and as soon as I prayed that prayer, I didn't have any more uh, out-of-body experiences. I have one every every year or two now, but it's when I'm going through something in my life where I would say it's intense spiritual warfare, different things going on that I believe it's a spiritual attack. It's, yeah. It's a spiritual deception. Wow, that's powerful. And that's, uh, you know, First John 4, right? Uh, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Um, my guest today is Strat Goodhue, and he has an amazing testimony of somebody that was involved in the New Age movement uh, for, for more than 25 years and had out-of-body experiences, uh, talking to spirits, uh, 
listening to spirits in the Hawaiian language, all sorts of things. But today he's a born again Christian and a pastor with ordained uh, with Calvary Chapel and uh, starting a chapel in Washington. Um, stay with us. We're going to continue to have a, a great conversation here, learning more about this and um, how to reach out to people in love and uh, love others and also let them know that, hey, there is a peace that God offers that surpasses all understanding that uh, nothing in the world can give you. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and I hope you're enjoying the program so far. If you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook or Periscope, um, we're streaming the show live here on Friday, uh, but it will also air again on uh, Sunday, Sunday evening at 10 p.m., and that's on KPraise 106.1 and uh, AM 1210 here in San Diego, uh, Southern California. So uh, we also have tons of uh, shows, previous shows. Uh, I had Mary Jo Sharp on the show uh, not too long ago, she was a former atheist who became a Christian and also have tons of other interviews with scientists from all over the world talking about science and God. We have I have interviews with uh, atheists, interviews with Buddhists, interviews with Muslims, all kinds of interviews uh, and people who have met Christ. He's changed their life and now they're going out and testifying to what God has done in their life. So um, I hope that's an encouragement to you. I have a full online curriculum that you can check out at educateforlife.org. It's 40 online classes that go through all the different questions that people ask about God and the Bible, and it's a great resource for you um, to be able to use and uh, learn more about God and be able to be equipped so that you can reach out to those around you. My guest today is Strat Goodyear. Uh, his website, howtoknowthewillofgod.com. You can pick up uh, any of his three books, How to Know the Will of God, Living a Life of Knowing God's Will, Right Decision-Making, and Intimacy with God. The Place of Joy, Finding Joy and Meaning in Life in the 21st Century, and his most recent book, A Different Life, The Strat Goodhue Story, where he actually shares his whole testimony and what he's been through, uh, as well as some apologetics in the book. So, so Strat, you um, turned your life over to the Lord. What? How old were you when you um, decided to believe in the Bible and uh, move away from the New Age movement? I was 30. Okay, and... and uh, so how did life change after that, and when did you decide to get to move towards, you know, becoming a pastor and everything? What uh, motivated you in that direction? Well, right after I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life and forgive my sins, I, I, I had a sudden desire, this insatiable appetite, this hunger to read the Bible. I just couldn't get enough, and I was just reading and reading and listening to Christian radio and um, going to church, and it was I was amazed that the church was nothing like what the uh, church I'd gone to as a child. A lot of people think of church, you know, it sounds like a boring experience, but it was um, just amazing to to be with people who 
knew the Lord personally and, and all have their own testimonies. And, and so uh, right after receiving the Lord, I, I wanted to know if the Bible was really the Word of God. You know, I had heard the story you hear about it that is sort of like the game of Postman where you have know, people sitting in a circle and one person whispers into someone's ear and then that person goes to the next one and the next one around the circle and the same message by the time you get to the end of the circle, the last person in the circle says out loud what they heard and it's totally different than what the first person said. And yeah. So I had heard, well, the Bible was the same way that, you know, it was written down and, and it got old, manuscripts were getting old, and so they wrote a new manuscript, and, and over time it changed. And so I, I needed to know if the Bible was reliable, and so I, I read a book, um, one in particular, called Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell and a number of other books. But it, the evidence for the reliability of the Bible just overwhelmed me. The manuscript evidence, you know, they have the Dead Sea Scrolls buried for thousands of years, and what do you know? They say the exact same thing as the manuscripts that our Bibles are translated from, and and on and on. The archaeological evidence, the prophecies in the Bible, uh, the evidence for the Bible being uh, the written message from God is overwhelming. And so that was a huge uh, uh, benefit for me in my life, knowing that we can trust the Bible. It hasn't changed from when it was first written, and God really did breathe his Holy Spirit through the writers of the Bible mm. to, to write exactly what he wanted written. And we can hear from God by reading the Bible. So that I, I started taking some Bible college classes and, and, um, uh, and then over time, and as you know, Kevin, having a relationship with God is not just like a religion. Um, God is real and he talks to us and he guides us in so many different ways. And, and he made it clear to me over time that he wanted me to uh, to teach his word and to uh, to eventually to become a pastor. And it just was was very clear. And he led me to move to Washington. And um, it is wonderful that every day I get up and I I spend time in prayer and I ask God to speak to me through His word. And and you know how it is. God speaks to us. Mm-hmm. Having a relationship, a personal relationship with the God who created the universe, the God who is outside of time and space, who knows the future from the, the end, from the beginning. He knows everything. He can see it all at once. That's the God that we know. And it is, it is so much more of a fulfilling and peaceful life than what I had um, seeking for my own spiritual power and enlightenment in the New Age movement. There's no comparison between that and knowing the true and living God. Yeah, it's it's really amazing too. I you know I was listening to somebody uh, on I was watching a video on YouTube a, a girl who was involved in the occult and they asked her why did you get involved and she said um, she said I got tired of waiting for God to answer my prayers and I decided I was going to make things happen myself. Um, hmm. In your experience in the New Age movement, do you get a sense that that's that that there's that general vibe of okay, I want to take control of my destiny kind of thing. Yes, and you know it's it's interesting that you know in the beginning of of the book of Genesis, where um, the serpent, um, you know, the devil deceived Eve, and he spoke to her and said, "You can be like God," and that seems to be the uh, the main motivating force for people in the New Age movement. Um, we can be like God. We don't need to wait for some God up there to tell us anything. We can be 
God. We are God. We are part of God. And they get this whole idea that, you know, I can get spiritual power. I am part of God. And, you know, there's slightly different uh, views in the New Age movement on that. Uh, But basically it is, like you said, it's a quest for power and uh, enlightenment and um, thrills, being able to, to do all of that. And uh, but it, it it is a self-centered thing, even though they, they use the terminology of love a lot. Uh, it's basically about self, and it's uh, the lie of the devil. You know, don't listen to what God says. Just here, you can be like God. Yeah. You can do it yourself. Yeah, I find it so interesting, too, because it, it, like you said, it's very deceptive because you think, oh, I'm going to be better off when I when I drive the car, when I'm in charge, when I'm the master of my fate, you know, but the reality is, is that God um, is so much wiser, kinder, uh, more loving, and more gracious than, uh, you know, any plans we can make for our lives, um, that like you said, you're, you're trading um, a really poor <laughs> imitation of life for true life with God. Um, my guest today is Strat Goodhue, and uh, you can pick up his book, A Different Life, The Strat Goodhue Sto- Story, if you're interested in if, or or if, if you know somebody who's been involved in the New Age movement or if you yourself are involved in it and you want to hear somebody's testimony of, of uh, the contrast between when he was not living for the Lord and when he gave his life over to God and you want to hear an amazing testimony, that's a great uh, book to pick up. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on howtoknowthewillofgod.com. And uh, that's Strat Goodhue. We have one more segment left, and I wanted to touch on when we come back the whole UFO component here because we didn't really uh, touch on that too much, Strat. But when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about what is the involvement in the New Age movement with UFOs and uh, that sort of thing. So stay with us. We've got a five-second break here, and we'll be right back. Luke Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-998-0924. Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. You can listen to uh, this program locally in San Diego, Southern California, on KPraise 1210 AM, as well as FM 106.1 in North County. Um, We air every week. And you can also stream the show on uh, its podcast. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. All those different outlets. And uh, I have a curriculum online that uh, if you have the time to check it out, I think you'll find it really valuable and encouraging. It's 40 online classes. They're high-definition videos answering all the different questions people have about God and the Bible, Um, questions like creation and evolution, uh, how do I know the Bible's actually from God, what about all the different religions in the world, all these different questions. It's a two-year curriculum. By the time you're done, you've got a firm foundation for being able to be a light out there in the world and to respond uh, to the questions that people ask about God and the Bible, things like what we're covering today in uh, the New Age movement. So, Strat, you mentioned that you were involved uh, with UFOs. What is the connection between UFOs and um, the New Age movement, and and what was your involvement there? 
Well, it's, it's interesting that a lot of uh, people that are in the New Age movement um, are the ones that are having experiences with UFOs. Like when I was uh, in, the, in the New Age, I was walking down the beach on a diamond head uh, with that psychic friend of mine, and we decided to try to communicate with UFOs. And so we uh, looked up into the sky, and, and uh, my psychic friend said, you know, if there's someone up there, please give us a hi. And at that moment, we saw two lights come out from like behind a cloud and and shoot over like about the speed of a meteorite or, you know, shooting across the sky. And then they made a, a 45 degree angle, immediate sharp right turn um, and then continued in that direction across the sky and disappeared between a couple other clouds. And we discussed the what we had seen. We'd both seen the exact same thing. And so it was a. Um, you might say to some degree, a verified experience of some sort of, um, you know, UFO encounter. Um, but over time, you know, especially after becoming a Christian, I started thinking about that, um, you know, the idea that there would be, you know, spaceships up behind the clouds and they can hear or somehow, you know, sense our thoughts and we can communicate with them and they, they can do these things. Um, you know, the, the, as you know, the, the Bible says that um, the devil is a deceiver. He's been a, and he's called the God of this world, mm. and he doesn't mind doing light shows and doing tricks and magic tricks. So you hear about people turning into animals and just all kinds of bizarre things that, you know, the devil is a deceiver. And he is called the God of this world for a reason. You know, it, it, it's interesting that um, you hear about people being abducted. I think it's the numbers in the thousands of people that say that they've been abducted by aliens and just bizarre experiences. And you notice one thing that those people have in common, zero of them are Christians. Mm. There are no born-again believers of God who have these uh, encounters with aliens. And so, I mean, I personally am convinced that, um, as the, the Bible says, that the devil's going to be caught in there to be lying signs of, in the heavens, in the sky, that there will be deception in the sky. And in the last days, as, as a one-world government, one-world order is being formed, um, one-world religion, you know, I believe that UFOs are probably going to be a significant part of that, and it's all part of the end times deception that the Bible predicts. Yeah. Uh, so, so you would say that these these aliens they're actually spiritual. Um, they're actually spiritual entities, uh, even demonic entities. I interviewed Gary Bates about this. He wrote a whole book on, called Alien Intrusion, and uh, they came out with a movie about it too, uh, talking about uh, the the out of body experiences people were having, as well as the uh, abductions people were experiencing. So you, you're along those same lines as uh, his viewpoint too. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, the, the enemy is a deceiver, and it's something when people dabble in the spiritual um, world of, you know, crystals and mystics and out-of-body experiences and psychics and tarot card readings and all these different things, um, they don't realize how dangerous it is, and they don't realize the enemy has been what we call, the, you know, our spiritual enemy, the devil— has been around and his demons have been around for thousands of years. Mm. They've seen how people work. They have studied humanity for thousands of years. And if we think, oh, I don't have to worry about it. I'm, I'm smarter than 
if there is some kind of demonic force, I'm smarter than they are. Good luck with that one because he's a liar. That's what he does. Yeah. He, he lies and he deceives. Now, did you ever have any, um, you know, is there any relationship with, with the new age movement and things like possession or these sorts of things uh, where people are getting involved with, uh, you know, um, being manipulated or controlled by uh, demons in that sense? Um, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know on that. I know that there's a lot of people that dabble like in, like I know one person that was playing with a Ouija board and they were, uh, became demon possessed as a result of that. Um, so I don't know in terms of, are there a lot, I know that um, a lot of new agers are very involved as I was very involved with demons as far as demonic possession um, I don't know if, if I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 interesting um that there is that connection between the occult uh spiritual warfare and UFOs. It it kind of all interconnected um uh, you know in that way and and uh I found that more and more kids um I teach at a Christian high school but you know every once in a while I have a student who's interested in dabbling in that sort of thing and Again, they they just don't realize um, the significance of it or how it can affect their lives or you know drag them down in the wrong direction, and it's very deceitful. Yeah, so, it, so there's a book um, by Carol Matriciana called "The Beautiful Side of Evil," and a lot of these all these false religions on the outside, it's it's very appealing. It's beautiful and rainbows and love and unity and and all this stuff is very appealing, and, and the deeper in you get, it's like Buddhism. I used to have a uh, affinity for Buddhism, and and you know, as you get deeper and deeper into it, you realize that it gets darker and darker on the outside. It's you know, Hinduism, Buddhism, the New Age movement, all these false religions um, starts out very nice, but it becomes um, more addictive. Um, more deceptive and darker the deeper people get into it. Absolutely. Well, uh, Strat, it's been a real big blessing having you on the radio program today. We're just about out of time here. Um, if you are interested in connecting with Strat, howtoknowthewillofgod.com is his website, and you can pick up his books there. Uh, the three books he's written so far are How to Know the Will of God, Living a Life of Knowing God's Will, Right Decision Making, and Intimacy with God. The Place of Joy, Finding Joy and Meaning in Life in the 21st Century, and his most recent book, A Different Life, The Strat Goodhue Story. So thank you so much for your testimony and uh, being on the program with us today, Strat. Well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, the Bible says, taste and see, test and see the Lord is good, and He truly is. There's nothing like having a personal relationship with the God who created us. And God bless you. Thanks so much for having me on the air. Amen. God bless you, too. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit EducateForLife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-97.